0: BAM Radio Network. So, you brought up that point of formal and informal leaders. Do you see a difference? Do you see not a difference? You know, a lot of people can initiate change, but if we don't have that leader buy in, will other people follow? Hi, welcome to EdTech Chat Radio, where we discuss everything educational technology related. This is Tom Murray. Welcome to this week's edition of EdTech Chat Radio. This is Sharon Plant, and I'm joined by our guest moderator this week. Ross Cooper, who came up with a great topic on the heels of EdCamp leadership. And the topic was collaborating with your leaders. And it was definitely a lively conversation. So thank you for planning that, Ross. Why was it a topic that stood out to you to put as part of the chat?
1: I think, it, you know, I was trying to do something a little bit unique. And a lot of times as leaders, aspiring leaders, we're talking about, you know, what what needs to be done from that leadership point of view. And, I think, you know, I think it kind of put a little twist on it and gave it a little bit of a unique perspective for teachers who aren't necessarily leaders or educators who aren't necessarily leaders but still want to make a difference within their respective schools or districts.
0: And that's what I thought was great because it seems like a topic of conversation that is coming up in many places, probably particularly because those who are leading with technology may not be the leaders in the building. And we want to make sure that that all happens, as many people pointed out throughout the chat, in best interest of the students. So you started out with the first question being, what does it mean to be a leader? What do you feel a good definition is? And what did you see came out through the chat that maybe stood out to you from other people?
1: Well, I I thought at First, you know, all the questions involve being a leader, so I thought it was important to define that at first, and I think. You know, it was more or less anybody who's able to make a difference within their schools or their districts. And one of the things that we definitely got out of the chat was being a leader isn't necessarily dependent on your title. You know, that 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 definitely sparked some good conversation. You know, it wasn't too surprising given the progressive nature of those who are normally Twitter chats, but I think it was important to bring that to the forefront at the very beginning.
0: Yeah, it was a really interesting to see how long that question got discussed. And yet, you're right; many themes came out over and over. And considering the positions that I know of some of the people who were commenting and sharing, they, they were definitely leaders. There were people who were probably in the middle of the road, and they were definitely educators. And it was really nice to see that there seemed to be a consistent message coming across that one, as you said, it, it isn't about the title. There was a lot about leading by example, a lot about trust. Jen Roberts, one, pointed out it's about perspective and mindset, which was an interesting idea to bring in. And our own Susan Bearden talked about practicing what they preach and listening. So there were just many factors that we may not always think about does go into leadership, but it was a great way to define it. And I loved actually even Katrina put out the boss says go and leaders say, let's go. Do you see that there was a difference that came out maybe that people pointing out that they really like leaders who lead by example and want to bring people along versus being directive? Mm
1: -hmm. And I would say people who, uh, don't do that, you know, aren't necessarily leaders. They might claim to be a leader by title, but, you know, that title doesn't make you a leader. In fact, when, um, when I often write about that, you know, I might even put the term leader in quotation marks to show like, yeah, like you're referring to this person as a leader, but maybe that's not what they necessarily are.
0: Yeah, and I love some of the pieces that you've put together about that, because you point out, too, that leading can be from the classroom leading and from the position that we consider of leadership within a building, and I think that's really important for all educators to embrace. Exactly. So then you kind of said, you know, brought it to the idea, okay, so say we want to make change and why is it important for leaders to get on board? And then, of course, the big question, any suggestions for how to do it? Any perspectives you feel that it was important for you to get into there and others you took away?
1: Well, I think leaders, either formal or informal leaders, the title doesn't really matter. If you want to create change in your organization, you know, they're the ones that others will follow. You know, they're the ones that, you know, have that, um, That credibility with their peers. And when they say something, people listen. So I know a lot of times as a teacher, there were books or resources that I thought were very good. And I thought, you know, not, I shouldn't be the only one using them, but I wanted other people to find out, out about them as well. So a lot of times, you know, I didn't, I consider myself somewhat of a leader as a teacher, but there were other teachers within my building who were also leaders. So you go to those people and then it helps to really spark change. So I think, I think having, yes, you could. Kind of create change without those leaders on board, but if you you know if you really want it to happen effectively and efficiently, I think getting the right people on board is, is definitely a must.
0: I agree, and I know one of our participants, Megan Gooding, pointed out leaders are the initiators of change, which I, I do question. You know, as you brought up, you know, a lot of people can initiate change, but if we don't have that leader buy-in, will other people follow?
1: And I think. You know, that that leader that you've talked about doesn't necessarily have to be the principal, doesn't necessarily have to be the superintendent. It could just be a teacher within a school with a credible voice. And if that teacher inspires other teachers to get on board, from what I've seen, then the principal might then get on board. The principal actually turns into a follower, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but the principal or superintendent sees something happens or sees something happening organically and then jumps on board and supports those teachers to make it happen, which I think is very powerful. Rather than it being forced upon the
0: I think that's a great point, you know, that really that organic feel and and again, even putting it to the topic of our, you know, technology, that's been a really key point where a lot of people who are initiating change are not necessarily the principals and the superintendents because they may not be familiar. It's people who maybe aren't even the tech leaders. It, it's teachers who are embracing things and bringing forward and, and initiating that. And as I think someone even pointed out in the chat, that it could be even our students who can be those initiators and leaders that we, we need to follow. Exactly. So you brought up that point of formal and informal leaders. Do you see a difference? Do you see not a difference? I was curious as people pointed out their views of it, which I it was really interesting to see part of that chat.
1: The views of people when it, in the chat when it comes to informal versus informal. Right. I think anybody, once again you know, with these chats, you're going to get more progressive educators on it, for the most part. I know that's a generalization. But, you know, these are people who kind of want to make a difference. So I think that if you were to talk to these people, and, you know, from what, from what I saw, from what I read from the chat, a lot of them are for, you know, quote, unquote, like flattening the hierarchy. You know, these, these are the type of people who, regardless of their title or position, they're the ones who want to make it different. You know, and uh, I still think, you know, living in Twitter land, living on social media, that's what a you know, a lot of people are for. Like they go to these conferences or on Twitter chats, they find these great resources and they want to implement that. You know, they want to be the ones that promote change. But at the same time, you know, we can't ignore the fact that there's also you know there's a lot of districts and schools out there that are still very much top down. If you don't have that position, if you're not the person in, you know, with the power, then oftentimes it is very difficult to make change happen. Um but once again, I do think a lot of the people in the chat, yeah, I mean, those are the people who definitely want to make a difference. You know, all the way from teachers to up to superintendent.
0: Yeah, that was really interesting to see, and it, the, some of the perspective I saw, and it really made me want to like go as you uh, talk to those people and wonder about their schools. You know, a lot of people saw the formal leaders as being very more directive and that those were informal were kind of coming from, you know, behind the scenes and the idea of which side was truly leading once something went forward did the informal leaders truly have that control going forward? Or did they have to prove it to the the formal leaders? And I think this is a conversation that often I've heard come out to just in that idea of teacher leaders and talking with others. And I know you've been in that position, and I'm kind of in that position. And how can we impact true change when we may not have that formal power, but we do have somewhere middle of the road? And, And maybe that's what's, as you talked about flattening the hierarchy, we are getting more people in differing levels of leadership, because it does can prove effective.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, def- I think teachers are definitely capable of uh, causing a great amount of change, and I think they should feel empowered to do so. Because when you know you have the feeling that you could affect more than just the students within your classroom, it, it is very empowering, very empowering. Um, and at the same time, when you could only affect your classroom. Or somebody's micromanaging what's going on in your classroom, you know, it could really squash your spirit and, and to be honest, make you not want to come to work every day. So it, it definitely works both ways.
0: And one kind of to bring it to an end, and one thing you brought up in the chat and somebody else had said, there, there are definitely key books out there that talk about collaboration and leadership. Do you have a few that you recommend as resources within your building and that we could recommend to our listeners? One book that came up, someone talked about, which is a book that is on my reading list is Good to Great. And I know a lot of people always bring up Daniel Pink. Are there resources that you would recommend to people to read, whether they be the teacher side or the leader side?
1: Yes, you know, Jim Collins' Good to Great is is tremendous. And a lot of those books don't necessarily focus on education, but they definitely apply to education. And I think there's sometimes this, like, you know, people think, like, oh, education's behind, you know, the business world and, you know, the quote-unquote Real world is the head of education. So, like, why not learn from what's going on outside of our district and outside of our schools? So Jim Collins is excellent. As far as leadership goes, obviously anything by Michael Fullan. I'm a big fan of John Cotter, anything by John Cotter from Harvard. His, his, and his writing is written in very layman-like terms, so it, you could easily relate to it and they're easy to get through, which makes them really good for professional development. And I think it's important when you use these resources, not just to use them with administrators, but to use them with teachers as well, to really empower them and show, hey, this is how you become a leader, because, you know, leaders create other leaders. All of that leadership training, professional development shouldn't just be for the formal leaders in your district. It should also be for the informal leaders as well. I also think, you know, one of the books that, um, like anything by Stephen Covey, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, something like that, great for leadership.
0: Well, Ross Cooper, we thank you for, one, being part of our our recording today and being also running a wonderful conversation uh, as part of the the chat uh, for EdTech Chat. It was definitely insightful and thoughtful. And I think a key point you made is that leadership can be anyone in education, and we need to consider that and empower everyone to make that innovation and difference in education. So thank you.
1: You've been listening to EdTech Chat Radio. I'm Tom Murray, and thanks for listening. This program is produced by Accretive Media for the BAM Radio Network. Thanks for listening.